Hello, and welcome to Speaking Frankly. I'm your host, Janae Frank. This podcast is all about love, life, pain, and everything in between. Real talk for real people from a writer and life coach's perspective. It's done through storytelling, interviews, and plain old straight talk. This week's episode is titled, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. It is a 2009 self-help book written by Steve Harvey, and it's what men really think about love, relationships, intimacy, and commitment, which Steve Harvey describes uh, his concept of how men really think about these topics and how to successfully navigate a relationship with a man. On the back of the book, it says this, Steve Harvey can't count the number of impressive women he's met over the years. Women who can run a business, keep a household with three kids in tip-top shape, and share a church group all at the same time. So when it comes to relationships, why can't these women figure out what makes a man tick? According to Steve, it's because they're asking other women for advice when they should be going directly to the source. In his Indispensable Relationship Guide, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, now the basis for a major motion picture, Steve lets women inside the male mindset, introduces concepts such as the 90-day rule, which we'll talk about, and reveals five questions women should ask a potential partner to determine how serious he is. So that's a mouthful. Um, Do I agree with that? Is there something to be said about getting a bird's eye view into the male mindset? Um, I think there's definitely something to that. I know listeners of the Speaking Frankly podcast, as much as they support and listen to me, there's nothing like listening to a guy's perspective. Um, I have an episode called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, where a good friend of mine, Gadar Hefner, came on and gave his views about relationships. So you'll have to check that out. And the ladies absolutely love hearing from guys and their take and their perspective. However, to say that you shouldn't take relationship advice from a woman is crazy. At the end of the day, I have been married a quarter of a century. So to say that I don't know anything and you got to get advice from a man is kind of nuts. Also, there's something to be said about Steve Harvey. At the end of the day, he has had two failed marriages. Now, does that mean you don't know anything? No, I don't think so. But um, he has been divorced twice. And so he's been married three times. He does have a successful relationship with Marjorie Harvey. And so good for them. I feel like anybody in any relationship has a take and has a perspective and can give good advice. So does that mean, you know, you have to be married to give good advice? No. Does it mean, you know, you can't have a divorce or have been through some things? I think those people can definitely give people some good advice. So I think at the end of the day, it's all good advice. Okay, so let's get into what the movie was all about. The movie was absolutely hilarious. That came out in 2012. And the premise of the movie was basically these guys um, found out that their girlfriends and their wives were reading this book. And it's kind of like a playbook 
giving all the cheat codes and the secrets that men don't want us to know. And so they're cracking the codes and controlling the relationships and really getting these men together. And when the men find out, they feel a way about Steve Harvey. They're like, hey, you're a man. You're giving all the secrets out, you know. So they read the book to counteract what their women are reading. So sometimes, you know, they say what you can get more bees with honey. Is it more flies or is it more bees with honey? Well, whatever it is, they try to play them. But anytime you try to play a player, what happens? You get played your own self. There are a lot of people out there that don't care for Steve Harvey. In fact, in the movie, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, the guys in the movie, Kevin Hart, Michael Ely, Jerry Ferrara, Gary Owen, and Romany Malco were kind of angry with him. Like he's giving the cheat codes out to these women about how we think, like how dare he? So I don't know if you saw the movie, that movie came out in 2012. It was absolutely hilarious. And then they had a act like a lady, think like a man part two, where they were in Vegas. That wasn't as good as the first one. But um, so if you haven't seen the movie, just to kind of give you a little insight into it, Four friends conspire to turn the tables on their women when they discover the ladies have been using Steve Harvey's relationship advice against them. So Kevin Hart is the main character. He's married to Wendy Williams. Um, I forgot what the name of her character was. He's going through a divorce and trying to run around, act crazy and be a bachelor and get the other guys to go out with him and have a good time and go to the strip club and act a fool. Um, the next character is Michael Ely's character, and he is just, you know, smitten with Taraji P. Henson's character, who's played, uh, her name's Lauren, and she's this big-time exec making all this money, one of these strong, independent women who feels like, you know, I don't need a man, I got it all, but then she really likes him and realizes that, hey, maybe I do need a little love in my life. But the thing is, she wants a really successful man who's making just as much money as she's making. And he's like down on his luck, having a hard time. He wants to be a chef and have his own restaurant one day, but he's a waiter. Uh, not that anything's wrong with being a waiter, but I think that's, she wants a little bit more than that. So he's pretending to be somebody he's not. She finds out. So that's their whole debacle. Gabrielle Union's character, she's with her boyfriend, uh, Jerry Ferrara, and she wants to be married and she wants to have kids and he doesn't necessarily want that. She also wants him to uh, do better on his job, which is kind of a, a testy subject when you're trying to push somebody to be more ambitious. Usually people, um, you know, when they're grown adults, that's a hard thing to do. So she's having trouble there. And then last but not least, you have Megan Good's character, Maya, and Romany Falco's character, Zeke the Freak. So he is a player, always playing games. And, you know, she really likes him. So she's reading this book and trying to make him wait 90 days. We'll get into that later. And, you know, trying to really you know, make him follow the rules. And he's playing the game, but he's playing the game against her. And uh, she later finds out that he's playing her and, 
and how that all works out. Obviously, it all works out in the end, but it's not without a whole lot of drama. So as I read this book years ago, I remember thinking to myself, none of these rules are anything that are these deep, dark secrets. Like at the end of the day, it's pretty much common sense. Now, have I followed all of these rules in my life? Definitely not. I am what you call a rule breaker. I am definitely an outlier. In fact, I have two pieces that I wrote on my blog, speaking frankly, that you can find on my website at JanaeFrank.com under the writing tab. I write about breaking all the rules, and that's in fact how this whole Speaking Frankly brand started. I'm in the process of writing a book that is the answer to Steve Harvey's book. Um, And then as far as being an outlier, I feel like I have always thought like a man. Always, always, always. And maybe that's how I kind of had a foot up. Who knows? Um, Have I always been right? Have I always had success? No, I haven't. But do I think I know a little bit more than the average female? I definitely think that I do. And I want to share my secrets with you. And at the end of the day, I'm a relationship life coach. I've been married 25 and a half years. So I definitely think I'm certified to do that. So let's get into that right now. So let's get right into my three secrets. And they're not really secrets. They're just things that I have just in my heart have always known. Um, Nobody really told me. It was just something I figured out for myself. So I want to share it with you. The first thing, and I've said this in other episodes, is know thyself. That is in the Bible. That was like, that's just like an ancient thing. It was inscribed over the entrance of the Oracle of Delphi. That is a real thing. Understanding who you are in the world, knowing yourself so nobody can tell you who you are. So in relationships, when we first meet people, you know, you get so excited and you want to be whatever it is they want you to be. You know, you're trying to make them happy. You're trying to fit yourself into their perfect partner. But at the end of the day, that is not going to last. So it is important. You always want to put your best foot forward when you're first meeting somebody, but you don't want to change who you are because eventually the mask is going to come off as it always does. And what remains, are they going to like that? So, you know, you have to have a balance of I'm on my best behavior, but I'm also being authentic and true to myself, having integrity and being real because eventually everybody is going to get real because relationships get real really quickly. So know yourself, know thyself, know what you want in a mate, know what you don't want. That is just as important because when you know what you don't want, you have that written down. You're very clear about when people cross over your boundaries. So first and foremost, know thyself. Number two is have a plan. Um, I have always had a plan, a plan of an action on a lot of things. I write things down. I have a vision board. I write down affirmations. I you know, have pictures of places I want to go. Like I'm very clear in my life and I definitely believe in manifesting um, things out of nothing. I believe in miracles. I believe in magic. People can say I'm crazy. Now, I also believe in God, y'all. Don't get me wrong. I'm not into some weird stuff, but you know, there's a power in manifesting and creating and have a, a vision 
uh, for yourself and, and being clear about what it is you want. And along with having a plan, make sure to write this down. It's called ROI. ROI, for our, us business majors, we learned this a long time ago. It stands for return on investment. You need to make sure that anytime you're starting any type of relationship, this can be intimate, this can be platonic with friends, this is in family relationships, and this is in work relationships. You want to make sure that I, I've heard people say, oh, all relationships are transactional. I, I don't believe that. I think that's a harsh word. But what I do believe in, relationships should be reciprocal. And that's that's a more positive spin on things. You know, are you always going to, you know, get a return on investment every time you deal with somebody? No. But the majority of the time, you want to make sure it's worth your effort. So ladies, if you're out there, I don't care if you're 18 to 80, if you are looking for a serious relationship and you quickly see that a guy is playing around, he is entertaining a lot of other women or doing whatever he's doing, do not waste your time because return on investment, let me tell you, you cannot get time energy or effort back. So you have to make sure things are reciprocal. You have to make sure that it is worth your time and energy. So number three, last but not least, is taking action. And that is one of the most important things. Um, you know, you can't sit around waiting for Prince Charming to come on a white horse and save you because I can tell you right now, he ain't coming. Do I believe that everybody has somebody out there for them? I definitely believe that. But I do believe that God helps those who help themselves. And what I mean by that is this. You have to take action in anything in life. You can want all, you know, all the time. You can, you know, beg and plead and pray and all these kind of things. But if you're not doing anything to go out there and make things happen, it ain't. So don't sit at home every Friday and Saturday night watching Netflix and then complaining that you can't find anybody. You have to put yourself out there. And the way to increase your chances of finding somebody is a numbers game. So the more you get out there, the more you date, the better the chance of meeting somebody. Also for, you know, ladies and gentlemen alike, if you're complaining about, you know, the kind of people that you're meeting, make sure that if it's not working out that you change the plan quickly. So if you're going to the club and you're meeting some suspect people, then switch it up and say, okay, let me try something different. Let me go to Barnes and Nobles. Let me make sure these people can read or are literate. <laughs> let me go to a museum. Uh, I don't know. Let's go to a coffee shop. Let's go to an event, a concert, you know, whatever it is. You know, there's a lot of interesting things. They have these paints and sips and you know, the important thing is putting yourself out there. And I know it's hard to do, especially when you've had bad luck and, you know, thing after thing after thing happen. It can become difficult and disheartening. But I'm telling you, a positive way to look about and, and going about it is this. 
is to not put all your eggs in one basket. Date a lot of different people and don't put all your hopes and dreams into you know each and every date that you have. Go with an open mind and just think, hey, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I'm going to let my hair down tonight, have some good fun, have some good drinks, some dinner, you know, and just let it be what it is. And when the time is right, it will happen for you. I promise you. So let's get into this book right quickly and talk about what Steve Harvey is trying to school you all on. Like I said, do I agree with everything he has to say? No, I don't agree with everything he has to say, but he breaks his book down into three sections. So the first section is called the mindset of a man. The second section is called why do men do what they do? And the third section is the playbook, how to win the game. So just taking a couple of chapters from the mindset of a man, what I thought was most interesting was this. He says, our love isn't like your love. Basically, he's saying that women show their love in a very compassionate and nurturing way. And men show their love differently. They show it through three different things, which is the three P's. He says by providing, protecting, and professing. So when you find the one for you ladies, he is going to want to profess his love. He's going to want to give you a title. So when he takes you out somewhere, he's not going to just say, hey, this is Janae. He's going to give you a title and basically say, hey, this is my lady, this is my girl, this is my woman, my girlfriend, whatever. And so that's important to know. And then also he's going to want to provide and protect for you. Um, that's just an old biblical ancient kind of thing that men are the providers and the protectors and women are the nurturers. And does that ever really change? Um you know what? I hope it doesn't ever change. Um, for me, I love a provider and a protector. Both my father and my husband are very amazing providers and protectors. So that's what I grew up seeing. Now, are all men like that? No, there are some men out there that want to be provided for. We are not talking about those guys, okay? We are not talking about them at all. So ladies, if you're looking for a serious relationship. Make sure that once, you know, you have determined that this is the one for you, make sure that he's professing his love by giving you a title, providing and protecting. That is important. And then the next chapter is chapter three. He talks about the three things that every man needs, which is support, loyalty, and the cookie. And we all know what the cookie is. So let's get into that. A little sidebar is this. So when we're talking about providing and protecting for my college ladies out there, younger ladies out there, I'm not saying that he has to pay all of your bills. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he has to have all the money in the world. I met my husband in college, sophomore year in college. So he didn't have any money. Okay. I met him when he was walking. I met him when he was just talking, you know, it didn't have anything. Our first date was a movie date, and he actually asked me <laughs> after he bought the tickets, he said, now, you don't want any popcorn or anything to drink, do you? And I was like, oh, wow, I, I guess I don't. Okay. 
you know, but so you have to consider the situation. However, ladies, don't let these guys trick you. You know, a lot of them, even, you know, over college, 20s, 30s, 40s, will say, oh, well, these women, you know, they're making more money than we are and they're independent women. And why should I have to pay for everything? And okay, listen, at the end of the day, if you want the cookie eventually, then you have to play by the rules too. Everybody has to play by the rules. You're not going to get something for free. And believe me, ladies, if a guy is interested, he is going to figure out a way to take you on a date. Um, I don't care if it's a free date, you know, there are museums that he could take you to, right? Um, he can scrounge up some money for a coffee date. I don't care. You know, you got to get an Uber, get off of campus. If you have to take the Metro, make sure that you are stepping up your standards because men love standards, which we're going to get into that a little bit later. So, but I did want to make the note that, you know, you don't always have to have somebody paying all of your bills. That's not what I'm saying. Does my husband pay all my bills? Yes, he does. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. But what I'm saying is when I first met him, that was not the case. And so you have to work with people where they are. Now, for my older ladies, a little bit older than our college girls, you know, no, you don't want to date somebody who you can see potential in. If you are in your 30s, 40s, 50s, we're not working on some he's walking and doesn't have a job and doesn't have any money, but I see the potential in him. We ain't doing that. That's beyond that. So um, <laughs> that's only for my younger sisters, okay? So let's get into what all men need is what Steve Harvey is saying. He's saying that all men need support, loyalty, and the cookie, which is another term for sex. So um, support, obviously, men want your support. You know, my husband would always say the thing that he needs the most is a soft space in a hard world, you know, a soft place to land in a hard world. So when they come home, after dealing with all the drama, they don't want to deal with drama with you. And I'm a very strong, fierce, and fabulous woman, if I do say so myself. So I'm not always the easiest person to get along with. And <laughs> there's all this talk on these podcasts out there about women being masculine and not feminine enough. And do I agree with that? I, I do agree with that. There's a reason for that that I can have a whole nother podcast episode about. Um, times have changed and, and women, we have to take care of ourselves. You know, that Prince Charming is not coming on that white horse to save us. So we have to save ourselves. But ladies, in saving ourselves and taking care of ourselves and being fiercely independent for decades upon decades, and for you women out there who own your own homes and paying your car note and everything else, it's kind of hard to be feminine. But ladies, people, they want you to act like a lady and think like a man. So, you know, they don't want you to act like a man. You know, um, they want you to be soft. They want to feel needed. They want to feel appreciated and they want to have that soft space. So loyalty is obviously, I mean, that's obvious what loyalty is and the cookie. So yeah, men want sex. That's clear. That's why they're talking to you in the first place. I mean, let's just be real. But Men want to also work for it. And that's when this chapter comes in. Sports fish versus 
keepers, how men distinguish between the marrying types versus the playthings. A sports fish doesn't have any rules, requirements, respect for herself, or guidelines, and we men can pick up her scent a mile away. She's the party girl who takes a sip of her Long Island iced tea or a shot of her Patron, then announces to her suitor that she just wants to dance and see how it goes, and she's uh, the conservatively dressed woman at the office who is a master at networking but clueless about how to approach men. She has no plans for any ongoing relationships. She is not expecting anything in particular from a man and sets absolutely not one condition or restriction on anyone standing before her. She makes it very clear that she's just along for whatever is getting ready to happen. For sure, as soon as she sees, as soon as she lets a man know through her words and actions that he can treat her just any old kind of way, he will do just that. Men will stand in line to sign up for that. Believe me. So that's what he's saying is a sports fish, okay? That's what you don't want if you want a serious relationship. Now, if you're out there just having a good time and you're wanting to be like men and, you know, sports fish your own self, well, then go right on ahead. There's no judgment here. But if you're looking for a serious relationship, then you want to be a keeper. And this is what Steve Harvey has to say about a keeper. She never gives in easily. And the standards requirements start the moment that you open your mouth. She sees and understands her power and wields it like a samurai sword. She commands, not demands, respect just by the way she carries herself. You can walk up to her and give her your best game. And while she may be impressed by what you say, there's no guarantee that she's going to let the conversation go any further, much less give you her phone number and agree to give you some of her valuable time. Men automatically know from the moment she opens her mouth that if they want her, they'll have to get in line with her standards and requirements or keep it moving because she's done with the games and isn't interested in playing. But she will also send signals that she is capable of being loyal to a man and taking good care of him, appreciative of what he's bringing to the relationship and ready for love, true, long lasting love. Okay. So there is a definite difference between a sports fish and a keeper. So he kind of gives some more examples of what a sports fish versus a keeper are. Um, A woman who commands respect is a keeper. A woman who lets men get away with disrespecting her is a throwback. Um, You know, that term, a pick-me girl. You know, somebody who is trying too hard for a guy to like her. That is a magnet for losers, believe me. And then high value men are the men that like the women that aren't the pick me girls, that aren't the loudest in the room, the ones who aren't twerking and trying to get attention at the club. Uh, Number two, a woman who is dressed appropriately has her goodies reasonably covered, but is still sexy, is a keeper. A woman who is scantily clad and dripping sex is a throwback. Um, ladies, it's okay to be sexy. I mean, at the end of the day, you want, you're you're kind of fishing, right? Um, you want to kind of show them what you're working with, but you all want to show everything. You don't want to reveal it all. 
Uh, he also goes on to say, a woman who won't let you feel all over her body while you're dancing is a keeper. A woman who drops it like it's hot and puts on a dance floor performance that would make video vixen Corinne Stephens blush is a throwback. Okay, well, that's obvious. Um, and then last but not least, this was written in 2009. So remember that. But he says, a woman who takes a man's number but doesn't give him her own is a keeper. A woman who hands out her homework and cell phone numbers and email and home addresses to a man who's done nothing more than buy her a drink and ask her how he can reach her is a throwback. So ladies, let's not make it that if a guy brings you a drink or buys you a drink, that he is supposed to get something. I mean, come on, that is pretty basic. He's going to have to come harder than that. So that leads me into chapter nine, which says men respect standards, get some. Okay, it cannot be more clear than that. There seems to be a lot of different mixed messages. Men want sex, but they really are not going to respect you if you give it away too quickly. I mean, it's a lot going on here, okay? But what he's basically saying is scarcity, it kind of creates more value. So I did a podcast episode several months ago called uh, Juice, and it was about the 48 Laws of Power. That's a book. If you haven't read it, it is an amazing, amazing book. And law number 16 says this, the more present you are, the more common you appear. Create an air of scarcity around yourself to increase your perceived value. If you currently exist within an established group, intermittently withdraw so that others talk about you and admire you more. So we all know that which is scarce and that which is not readily accessible becomes more valuable. And that relates to the cookie as well. Um, another way to kind of describe what I'm talking about is this. So for any of you that love purses and handbags like I do, Let's talk about Telfar bag. Okay, first of all, shout out to Telfar. It's an African-American designer, so I definitely, definitely support. But at the end of the day, if I'm being very, very honest and speaking frankly, I don't think those are the cutest bags in the world. But the perceived value and what makes it more valuable is that it is scarce. It is so hard to come by these bags. You would swear that this is some Chanel bag that's thousands and thousands of dollars, and it's not. It's a couple hundred bucks, um, but it is so hard to get your hands on a Telfar bag. Therefore, the value of it goes up. So ladies, equate that also to having standards and holding on to that cookie, which leads me to chapter 11, which is called the 90-day rule, getting the respect you deserve. So in this chapter, the premise of what he's talking about is making sure that you make a man that you're serious about, want to have a relationship, uh, wait 90 days. So it's kind of like a 90 day probationary period. So he relates it to a job. So when a lot of people start a job, they have to be on probation for 90 days. They want to make sure that you're going to show up on time. You're going to get along with the other co-workers, you're going to actually do the job. Um, 
they want to make sure that they are hiring a good employee. And if you don't work out and it doesn't look like it's a good fit, then they can release you on your own recognizance after the 90 days is up. So he's saying, ladies, you also should look at relationships like this and make sure that you're not giving away one of your most valuable assets. Because ladies, this is not in this book, but I'm going to tell you this. Men are the gatekeepers of relationships and women are the gatekeepers of sex. So we all have our different control in different areas. Why are men the gatekeepers of relationships? Well, it's because nine times out of 10, not always, but they are the ones who are asking for our hand in marriage. They're the ones who are asking us to be their girlfriends and, you know, be their wives and that kind of thing. When we are the ones that control when we are going to have sex. So we all have our power and control in different areas. So if that's the way that you can use your power and control, why not use it? So it's not just about power and control. It's also about respect for yourself. So it goes back to know thyself. When you have a strong sense of self-worth and self-confidence and you value yourself and you understand that that is sacred and important, you're not just going to give it away. Because I'm sure that there are people out there that think to themselves, wow, I wish I wouldn't have done this. But after it's done, you can't undo it. So you have to make sure, again, that people are worth your time, your effort, your energy, and definitely your body. So the 90-day rule is very important in doing that, you know. Um, now, for older ladies, I don't know how you all feel about that. You'll have to DM me and let me know if you think it's worth waiting 90 days once you get to a certain age because you might want to try it out and give it a spin and see if that's worth your time. In conclusion, I want to leave you with this. Pablo Picasso once said, learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. All of these rules and this whole playbook and all these games at the end of the day, you don't have to follow. There are more than one ways to skin a cat. You can you know, you don't have to wait 90 days. You don't have to follow all of Steve Harvey's rules. You don't have to follow all of my rules. You have to do what's best for you. But what's most important is that you stay true to yourself. Know thyself and to thy own self be true. You don't ever want to change who you are to try to fit into somebody else's world. You never want to do that. Be true to yourself. Definitely, you know, step it up and show out on the first date and you know, have it together, but show who you authentically are. And eventually you will attract the right person. So give out the vibe and the aura of having everything right now, of wholeness right now. You don't want to walk around with the aura or the vibe of lack and I'm not whole and I need someone else to complete me. You came into this world by yourself, you're going to leave by yourself and you have to love yourself. Self-love is the key. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And until next time, make sure that you speak frankly always. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. If you want to find anything relating to the Speaking Frankly brand, whether that's the podcast 
or my blog where I write about love life pain and everything in between or find out about my coaching service. I'm a certified relationship life coach and you can click on the coaching tab on my website and book a free 30 minute discovery call where you can find out about my services to help remove any obstacles in your life regarding relationships, work-life balance, family, whatever it is you're going through, I can help you with that. Thank you again for listening. Take care. Signing off your life coach, Janae Frank.